GlobalServe. It is part of the Connection family of companies and it helps multinational organizations, be it those with operations in two to three countries with a handful of employees, to those with thousands of folks in dozens of countries, to procure hardware, to procure software and services, all that through their global supply chain network, which utilizes 500 plus resellers in 174 countries. These days, navigating the ever-growing complexities and challenges within the global supply chain is a huge challenge for most organizations. The Global Serve team approaches those challenges a couple ways. One, by collaborating and really consulting with companies, helping them prioritize what's important and how to adjust to the rapidly changing landscape, be it regulatory, be it actual supply shortages, be it global socioeconomic or geopolitical disruption, how they do it, well, that is the focus of this episode of our Tech Experience Solutions Podcast. I'm James Hilliard. Let's dive into our chat. On board today from Global Serve, we have Peter Waters. He is Senior Director of Global Serve Solutions, and Jessica Cerrone here, Director of Global Supply Chain. Peter and Jessica, let's do this. I want to start off little rapid fire questions to get started. This will tee up the topics that I hope to cover with both of you here today, and then we'll take time, obviously, dive deeper as we move forward in the conversation. Peter, you're going to start coming to you. What is one of the biggest issues customers are dealing with, struggling with today? Global standardization. Jessica, something else. Lead times. Peter, three. Centralization. Jessica, four. Prices. <laughs> prices. <laughs> and we could probably do a list of prices, 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 centralization, oh, <laughs> et cetera. Um, okay. From uh, the both of you, and I want you to answer at the same time. May, it might be the same answer, might be a different answer. Whatever you say, just, just go for it. Talk over each other. I don't care. What is the solution to all four of those? One two, three, go. There is no there is silver, no silver bullet. bullet. It's, it's just being customers being flexible and more accommodating and partners doing the same. It's got to be a, you know, a bend on both sides. All right. A bend, but don't break. And so let's use that as, as kind of a, uh, an idea because I, I do think the flexibility is something that's going to come up over and over as we, we talk here. Um, and, and that's something that Peter, my observation, being someone that's talking to multiple groups about what's going on in the supply chain and the issues out there. I am observing there's a lot of flexibility. I'm seeing that people aren't as locked in into the old ways. And part of it is because of the issues of COVID that led to some of the supply chain issues. We all had to bend greatly two years ago. Um, and most of us didn't break. Right. We found those new ways of working and all that. So, uh, again, I think that'll be a bit of a theme, folks. I hope that uh, as you listen to the conversation here, you strike, uh, we strike in you a couple ideas that you might say, oh, I could get a little more information on that. And we'll give you information at the end to reach out to the Global Serve team and understand how you can really, uh, you know, understand and, and plot your course through some of the challenges out there that uh, the supply chain issues are, are bringing to all of us. With that, Peter, let's uh, bring up uh, and, and start talking about the the standardization, the OEM standardization that you mentioned. A lot of folks, and you know, I've been in the industry and, and you have too for, for many years, uh, they are a shop or a C shop or a D shop. We buy this hardware and that's just what we do. And there was reason that people standardize. Um, you got to be flexible these days. That's a hard challenge. Talk a little bit about what you're hearing from your customer base now on that challenge. 
I think it was a lot of the um, the shock of COVID, right? I think when COVID hit um, the world, right, it immediately started to impact social events or social interactions between each other, offices shutting down, things like that. Once that took hold, then it became uh, the impact started to hit business as a whole. Supply chain, right, is one example. You don't necessarily have people manning the offices anymore or manning the ports as much as they used to. That creates a, a, a lead time dynamic where companies started to say, okay, well, we were one type of shop one day. Now we cannot necessarily be because the lead times in some of these products are going to be incredible. We need to relook at our whole IT infrastructure, see where there's flexibility, start talking to some of these OEMs to talk about their flexibility. Is it more important to have more options or is it more important to have less options? How do you manage that sort of chaos or controlled chaos within an organization to keep up with a really nice end user experience? So a lot of these companies were kind of going through this metamorphosis of, okay, this is the way things were before. Here's where they've got to be now and how do we get there? Are people more flexible today in those conversations? Are they even leading with, hey, we're willing to look at X as opposed to two years ago where it was like, yeah, Peter, but but I want this and, and I want my latte. And can I have my latte? <laughs> um, I, a lot of latte questions, obviously, from customers. Um, it has shifted because of the OEM um, environment has shifted they've been able to pivot to help a lot of these companies. And their solutions are wildly different depending on sourcing a product and the type of global solution and logistics that they have in play. So wherever they fit along the lines of how a customer wants to procure, it was really kind of a, a mix and match to get to a point where the customer felt good enough to scale with the solution that they were going towards. Obviously, there's a reason why people want to standardize. If you're a shop, you kind of know where all those buttons are. You know how the applications stack up. You kind of just know that. And and there is a familiarity in the, and that can cut down uh, on, on some of the complexity out there. But um, there there was, again, a, a lot of flexibility. And, and I've, again, witnessed that in conversations that I've had. Um, cost was obviously a factor, uh, I'm sure, as well. I mean, sometimes uh, my understanding and, and maybe Peter, give me a little detail here, but I was talking to uh, one team and they needed to get about 600 uh, laptops and they weren't able to get 600 of any one type. They actually did do like a 200, 200, 200. That's what came in at a good price point. Um, but they also divvied it up based on how they're, I think this was for a sales team. So it was kind of divvied up. Have you seen more of those types of examples where it's not going from shop A to shop B? It's we're still shop A and we like that stuff, but we're mixing in B, C and D because that's what we need to keep our organization moving forward. Yeah, it's no longer about standardizing on one type of, of product. It's really about how can I get products the quickest and the cheapest? Where can I bend when it comes to cost? Um, where can I bend when it comes to lead times? So it's really that collaboration with the customer to try to say, okay, where are you flexible? Where are you not flexible? And if you're not flexible, that's okay too. But we need to set proper expectations with your organization 
to see how to how to take it to the next level. And Jessica, I'm just going to kind of remind folks and tell folks that as we go through the conversation here, I'm going to lean on Jessica for kind of the global view of things, right? We'll set things up with, with Peter and then and get some global view. And so here's what I want to ask you, Jessica, about this. And we're, we're talking about it. And again, let's stay on kind of the idea of laptops. That, that is something that got a lot of headlines out there. Look, you might be a U.S.-based org and you were a shop of, of some OEM in the U.S., and you also use those same machines in uh, Asia-Pac. Um, but all of a sudden, is it the case where maybe that wasn't available in Asia-Pac? You could still get the stuff you wanted and that you were used to in, in the U.S. But over in Asia-Pac, that's maybe where, no, they can't supply that in that region. So it's where you would educate customers on this is what is available in that region. Talk to me a little bit about kind of how that played out on a global scale. Sure. So you're, you're absolutely correct. You know, as Peter was mentioning about standardization, you know, you may have to buy multiples of different types of product for different types of countries or regions. And here, you know, what we've been doing in the supply chain area is kind of helping clients to pre-plan, right? So a couple of things that we've asked them to do is, you know, give us a heads up, maybe plan several quarters ahead, tell us what you're looking for. And then we go out to the partners and we've been getting inventory lists, what may be available, working with distributors, working with VARs to, you know, see what's in inventory, what we can help allocate for those customers. Um, also asking the customers to um, accommodate alternatives, right? I have multiple partners on a daily basis coming back with you know, these may be their standards, but this is what we have. This is closest in price, closest in spec. And, you know, customers, like you said, are being more flexible and bending without breaking and sometimes going with the alternative because it's going to help alleviate that lead time concern. Well, well yeah, price has started to come up. So that's one of the other pillars we said we'd talk about. So we'll come to that in a second. But but Jessica, let me go on that pre-planning idea because I, I, I feel we were at a place prior to two years ago, where kind of if you wanted something, you could order it and get it. That that was pretty much kind of the world we lived in. And so that pre-planning would seem to me to potentially be a challenge for some organizations, not being able to say, well, I don't know what I need in six months. I don't know if that merger is going through and we're bringing that other team on board. I don't know if we're going to have mass layoffs. So how can I plan that far out? We're just kind of, we had come into an on-demand world of everything, including what we were procuring in terms of hardware. So what challenges have you seen arisen when you go back and consult with the team and say, cool now, but we need you thinking six months, eight months, next year, et cetera. What's come up for, for your customer base? You know, obviously challenges with that, like you said, if a merger doesn't go through or this doesn't happen, how can I really gauge what we're going to be doing in the next six months or even a year? So what what we've kind of done is with GlobalServe helps and, and my team and some of the client managers is we look back at historical data and see, get a baseline of their forecast and what they're purchasing trends have been over the past couple of years, right? So we can establish a baseline to say, hey, you may not know what's happening in the future, but we've looked at these numbers and maybe to safely pre-plan order, you know, this number of systems. So we provide that level of guidance to them to say, let's look at this. And even something as simple as um, pre-planning in a sense of do an advanced PO, right? So we'll work with the customers to allocate equipment and get orders placed ahead of an actual PO coming in. So at least they're shaving maybe a couple of weeks there while budgets and different things come into play. Um, you know, obviously, as I said, the alternatives, that's key for those 
situations where, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and we might have 30 employees starting in two months, right? So that's where you'd have to really deviate from the standards and say, you know, what do you have in stock? What's available? What's an inventory?